you to be effective. It can produce more. To be fruitful in what else? Multiply. Reproduce. As Christians, we need to reproduce ourselves. You, you want to question that? We reproduce the part that God wants to be reproduced. Hopefully, we, we can get rid of the part that we don't want to be reproduced. But we should be reproducing. The world does that really well. But that's, that was his, his, God's prophecy. That was his purpose, the reason we exist. He's the first thing he said. So be fruitful, multiply, reproduce, replenish the earth. Fill it. Replenish it. Don't just take from it. Rep replenish it. Find ways to, to uh, have water that's uh, uh, good, that uh, is pure in, some in our own country and in other countries. That's just an example. Have ways that grow uh, good, good vegetables, good fruit. And we've tried to reproduce by doing, a, I'm, not, I'm not on an ecology political, or any other kind of thing except what God is saying, okay? In order to preserve things, sometimes we mess with it. But, but it also feeds people. So we, we all have challenges in everything that God's caused to, called us to do. But can anybody deny that God is saying, multiply, reproduce, replenish, and then take dominion over it? Have power over it, take dominion over it. All right. So when God says that, then, he, then man, when he sinned, was in a certain state <laughs> until Jesus came. Now, Jesus opened it all back up for us. But, but we've been in the process of restoring during the dark ages. I'm trying to condense a whole lot of stuff here. During the dark ages in the, in the church age, uh, there were a lot of things that were hidden from us by man. But when Martin Luther said the just will live by faith, it meant that everybody that believes, that can believe in Jesus, would be saved. We got hold of that, but everything that God gave us didn't come out in that, that particular re uh, revelation. So we didn't uh, have a, a, an experience of the fivefold ministries like they did in the, uh, in the first century in church age. Now, some of y'all are saying, I didn't come here for that. Well, I know, but get it anyway so we can move on, okay? Yeah. All right. So what did come out was the one man, and I said man, one man uh, had to do it all, the pastor, kind of like the priest, but the book of Ephesians says that when Jesus ascended into heaven, that he left five office calls to do, the, to do different things. And what does your Bible say in Ephesians um, 4, verse 11 through 16? Verse 11, what does it say? To some he gave what? What? You mean they didn't all die out? You mean they all didn't know Jesus personally? I mean, you mean that they had apostles? Absolutely. Now, show me in the word where it says there shall no longer be 
apostles except in the first century and the ones that knew Jesus. You can't do it. It's full of apostles. And the prophets have always existed. So the prophets was not something of long ago, but that was taken out of the church as, as common knowledge and common belief. So in the, uh, my, my covering, my, my bishop, my spiritual father, is Bishop Bill Hammond of Christian International. And he was, uh, when he was uh, a teenager, he got saved in a uh, in backwoods condition in Oklahoma. But God gave him a revelation. He's a prophet apostle. God gave him a revelation about God's intent to restore those five office calls. And he said that in the 50s, there would be the restoration of the evangelist. Now, with every restorational move, there is some kind of, of a product or some kind of, of uh, invention that helps uh, propel that move. So the evangelist, some of you, how many of you are over 20? Okay, over 30? Now some people, are con I'm not going to ask you about your weight, but I'm, I'm very open about my, <laughs> I will lie to you in a New York minute about my weight. I just want to tell you that. I'll repent later, but I'll lie at the beginning. Okay. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not conscious of my, I'm conscious of it, but I'm not ashamed of my age. And I know some people are. So if you just don't hold up your hand for anything on this one, it'll be okay. Uh, we'll know that we've reached your limit, okay. So how many of you are in your 30s? How many 40s? How many 50s? All right, men, how many 60s? Okay, good. How many 70s? You are. But it's true, black don't crack. <laughs> How many of you are in your 80s? You're in your 80s? 78. Good. The 70s are on the front row. That's great. And I'm 82. So, so we probably, us three, have probably heard some of these names that you may not have even heard. But how many of you heard of Billy Graham? Yes. Because his ministry was so true and lasted, uh, still, still is in existence. But television came along about that time because God was restoring the office of the evangelist. And when he was restoring it, it meant that it had, uh, th there were other people that would come to be evangelists and be known as evangelists. There were a lot of pastors that were really evangelists. But pastor was the only pastor. And teacher meant anybody that would take a Sunday school class. And also, um, evangelist also meant if you were a woman in any kind of ministry, they would uh, put you in as an evangelist, whether you ever got anybody saved or not. <laughs> so the evangelist in the 50s. In the 60s, that's when the pastors began to realize that they had a vision 
that sometimes they couldn't complete and, and mandate from God within a, a certain uh, limitation of some denominations and so on. So you had a lot of independent churches are, and that would that began to crop up because the pastor, the real pastoral role, began to take a different look. So the p- office of the pastor was restored. And when with restored, it means that it was in existence, but God highlighted it because He wanted to bring back the anointing for it. He wanted to bring back the the uh, purpose and, and all of the things that happened as he restored these things. Then in the s- uh, 70s, uh, there were teachers. There was Kenneth Copeland, Fred Price, uh, some of the others and that, that were teachers, uh, and, and they would, uh, you would know them. We'd go to conferences and come back, and you would know them by their tapes. Now, some of you don't know what tapes are. Tapes were an ancient device for recording the teaching. And we would listen and listen and listen to those tapes. Sometimes they didn't minister to a soul. I mean, they just taught, and and God was doing something with that. And he brought back revelation, and he brought uh, back the importance of the teaching ministry. And, And that was a definite office call. People teach, but they may not be called teachers, but, but they're, they're reproducing teachers, and that's a good thing. Then in the 80s, I thought I had found heaven on earth for sure because when I met Bishop Hammond, I thought that's my spiritual father because he prophesied over, he prophesied over every one of you, given enough time. And there were his sons and his daughters and other people would begin to prophesy. And I was one of those people. And uh, because God was restoring the office of the prophet. And with that, uh, that means that a lot of people were able to get words from the Lord that they never had gotten, even if they were prophets or not. And then in the, the, uh, the the 90s, the office of the apostle. And that's what you're, you're part of, too. Now, that was Bishop's revelation as a teenager in the 50s. And the purpose of God's restoration is to raise up the saints to do the work of the ministry. Okay, thank you. Who said that? Who said that? Amen. Good. Because we all should be saying Amen. Yes, that's, that's, that's who we are. So we've seen those, those restorational moves of God that have caused the whole hand, the whole uh, operation to come into place to raise up others. So in, this, in the chapter that you're in in Ephesians 4, the scripture says that what they're to do, the way we read it, could you come back with Ephesians 4? 11. And in Ephesians 4.11, there's a certain way that we've been reading it. Now, who believes that the Bible is the inspired word of God? 
Absolutely. Now, you don't have an option on this one. Who believes that the Bible is the inspired word of God? If you believe it, hold up your hand. All right. Now, the, the um, punctuation is man's punctuation. Okay? But that's okay as long as you have the revelation of it. All right, now, I'm acting like I can see. You want to come over here with me? How about you reading that to us? Ephesians 4:11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. To what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay. Thank you, and I appreciate you reading it just like that, because that's the way you're supposed to. Now, I'm going to read it differently, but I wanted you to do that. Because those things are the way. Come over here. I'll read your Bible. Where, where is it? Just point me to the way. Thank you. That, that's the way. Oh, good. I like his better. Thank you. You may take yours. I couldn't read his Bible. Oh, I'm telling you. Where is it? Show me where you are. Where am I? Mm -hmm. Right here. Okay, got you. It's telling when Jesus went to heaven, it's saying that he, it, now he, it was, he was all of these things. He had all of that. And it's like, it's like, I'm not saying he did it, this, it's like this. It's like he took off the mantle that was all in one and ripped it. To some he gave what? Apostles. To some he gave what? To some he gave so to some he gave, and others, yes. All right, for this. And just exactly the way he read it is according to the punctuation. That meant that the pastors did it all. They did all of that. But here, if you look at this, everything else God says, it should be read like this. Instead of for the perfecting of the saints, they do that. For the work of the ministry, they did that. For the edifying of the body, they did that. We warm slap out. They did everything. Now, take out all the commas. These five-fold ministries were for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, what just happened? Talk to me. Responsibility shifted to whom? To the saints. So part of the work and the restoration of these five-fold ministries has shifted in this restoration for the prophets to be raising up more prophets, pastors more pastors, teachers more teachers, and having a structured and being a, a guided and, and uh, with the structure by apostles that, that we can raise up an army, the army of the Lord, to take back the kingdoms of this world here on earth. Amen. Amen. You ought to give some thanks for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that's why I'm here today. It's because I believe this. 
your pastor, your apostle, excuse me, your apostle. See, see, that's an old habit. There's nothing wrong with pastors. But the pastors take care of the sheep. I, I don't, oh, it's so tempting, but I'm not. I'm going to stay on purpose, okay. But that's why we're here. Well, sometimes you hold apostles in the place of pastors, which keeps them from being their, fulfilling their call, which is bigger than we all are. And, and especially if they've appointed pastors to do the visitation, pastors to take care of, of the, the, the needs and the, the sheep and, and uh, all of that. So I th um, we're, I'd like to think we're all beyond that, but I find that old habits are hard to break. But the word says that the saints are being raised up. So in the prophetic move, part of our call is to, we, uh, you, can, you can function in, uh, let me detour back, you can function however God gives you to function, whatever role he gives you to function in for that season. For instance, I'm an apostolic prophet by call. God didn't call my apostle husband to start the church. God called me. Now, at that time, he didn't know he was an apostle. He didn't know he was called either. <laughs> he loved, he had a mistress. Her name was Business. He loved business. Now God's got him as the senior apostle uh, with a real anointing for marketplace ministry. Yes. So God will have you to do what you do for a season until that's established for the, they go to the next season. But I don't want to be, I'll tell you what, when I came here, I, I'm, I'm not going to go to uh, Tennessee in the summertime and wear a fur coat. Wrong season. Now, if you go to Michigan practically any time of the year, no, if you go to Michigan, in the wintertime, you're going to wish you had a fur coat. Because, but you don't want to get stuck in a season when God has moved to the next one. And I am telling you today that God is positioning you and you, Apostle, to move to the next season. I felt it the whole way here. Everything, it's kind of like I was looking at things and it looked so manicured and it looked so... Uh, well-developed and so beautiful. And then uh, we passed by the, the container, uh, the place that keeps the truck, the, the, uh, tr the yes, and, and the, with the big lifts that were putting them uh, on other things. And I saw a, a truck body being lifted up, with a like a container, rather, to be uh, shipped out someplace. And I thought, it's so quiet. So, now, the car was nice, but I don't hear any other sound. And the Lord says, it's because this area is waiting. It's being prepared. It's being positioned well. And it's going to be on go because my go sign is just before being lifted. So God has his hand on you, 
in this location, in this tri-state location, as well as other places, because he's preparing a people who will take forth what he has for them and take over the kingdoms of this world. Sounds, uh, it sounds too lofty to be real, but driving, it, I thought, it's almost like I'm watching something that's not real. That's why I was so quiet, Pastor. I was having a little conversation with God, and it seemed so quiet, but it wasn't still. So there was a lot going on here, building, a lot going over here in the transportation and the, imp uh, the exporting and importing of things. But God is positioning, planning, stirring, because the sound is coming. The sound is coming. So one of the things that we're do to do today is to establish a base. Uh, Pastor, you may have to come get this Bible. I'm not sure I could lift it. Thank you. Now, that's the big word. <laughs> Look at that. Big print. I like that. I'd have to have a wheelbarrow to transport it, but it's, I like that. Thank you. So that's why we're here. Now, you always have, um, um, yeah, that's why we equip you, is because we're supposed to equip. And we do that by activating you. And there's, uh, there's some things, I'll give you some scriptures about how God wants us to be activated and why he wants us to be activated. He wants the gifts that you've been given to be activated in you. In Matthew 25 through 28, it's the, about the parable of the five talents. Now, how many of you are familiar with that parable? Now, seriously, hold up your hands if you are familiar. Okay. This is the one about uh, the, the man who was the master who was going to be gone. And he gave one of his, uh, the people that worked for him five talents and when he came back the man had made ten talents what did he do he reproduced he doubled it he he multiplied it and he he he, he said well done very good to another one he gave two what happened when they got back same thing he doubled what he had it was four well done to the one that he gave one talent to, he, he, when he came back, he said, what happened to this? My talent is gone. He said, I buried it because I was ashamed. I only had one. Are you relating to any of this? So you're supposed to relate to this. My, my hearing prophecy is, is too small. And so-and-so and uh, prophesies so much better. They don't need me. Is, is that you? Because if it is, what, God's, what, the, what the master said, what did he say? Wicked. Why? I didn't do anything exactly. You were supposed to do something. You were, but what if I didn't do anything? What if it didn't make anything? It, couldn't, it didn't have a chance. It had no opportunity to grow. He couldn't give you more because you didn't do with what you had. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir that y'all aren't, aren't that. But he said, oh, wicked, wicked. And then it said he cast him into outer darkness. 
Now, that's serious. So God is saying, what I give you in the revelation that you have, do with it. Do with it. Reproduce it. And let watch God grow. Okay. Now, for those of you who say, well, I got Jesus. I got my life insurance, my fire insurance policy. And I'm not going to mess it up. I'm not doing anything. That's exactly what that what he said. So God says when he, that when he gives you a gift that you're supposed to find out what he wants you to do with it. So therefore, he said, take the talent from him and give, him, give it to the one that has ten talents. Why did he give it to the one that had more? Talk to me. Yeah, Mississippi, talk to me. So Because he knew that he had multiplied. He knew how to do it. He would make more of it. Does it make sense that he would give it to somebody that hid it? Because then it's going to rot. All right. I don't, we don't want any rotten gifts. All right. So he knew what to do with it. Now, the definition, how you get uh, gifts, one of them is in 2 Timothy 1.6. When he says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. How many of you are saved again? Let me see your hands. Okay. How many of you have the spirit of God in you? Okay. If you're saved, you've got the spirit of God. Now, there's another gift. There's, there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which has the gift that stirs up the power. And for years, I went on a campaign against any infidel that spoke in tongues. Yes, I did. And so when I read the word and searched the word to prove that that wasn't God, that that was actually that it was of the devil, what I found was it was of God. And it got lost in the dark ages and they had people, some people had revelation of it. And there was a restoration of that gift. So the, th then, then I asked God, God, if this is of you, then I want, if it's not, I bind it now. But I will go with whatever you say. And guess what happened? <laughs> And that's how you stir up that gift. Pray with me. Shoma babaya kato rababa yeledi yeledi kato fa yana kato toto rabashaka. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Now, before the end of this, uh, before the end today, uh, it, it, I will give you an opportunity if you have not been filled. Now, not to get the Holy Spirit, you've got the Holy Spirit if you're saved but to get filled with that, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Is there anybody who's interested in doing that? Okay, I'll give, I'm still giving you an opportunity.
So that's one of the ways that we stir up that gift that's within us. It doesn't mean that you can't hear God, but it means that we stir that up. How many of you read the word and, and you'll say things like, God showed me such and such. Yeah, you read, found it in the word. But it's beyond what's being said. It's how it applies sometimes to you or to something else. That's one of the ways that he shows us. <coughs> Excuse me. In activation, Bishop Hammond says, activation is challenging the saints. Who are saints? Okay, good. Good. With truth. That's what we're doing. It's challenging you with truth to receive the grace from him to do what the Bible says that you can do. We release God's ability within the saint, giving the Holy Spirit, it's given by the Holy Spirit, but activated by the faith of the believer. What activates God's gifts in you? Faith. Say it again. Faith. faith. Now, the, the word activate, as you've already said, is to make active, to cause to engage in activity. To put on active status by signing personnel, equipment, like a military unit. I just told you that that's what God is, is, is shifting things and getting things, uh, even in this area, that's different. It, that Memphis is known uh, all over the world as the home of the king. And what's that king's name? Elvis. It's gone beyond generations I mean, countries, they all know about Elvis. How many of you never heard, the, heard about Elvis? See, we all know about it. Every generation has heard about Elvis. But Memphis, the Lord said today, that the Memphis is going to be known as, the, as, as a, a place for the king, but it won't be King Elvis. It'll be King Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to, by faith, receive things from the Lord, hearing from the Lord and become activated. Now, there are four kinds of faith. There may be more than that, but these are the four kinds I know about. There's faith for getting saved. And I'm not going to read you the scripture, but I'm going to give it to you. Ephesians 2, 8, I will read it, says, For by grace, it's his grace, he gives it. You have been saved through what, how? Faith. And that, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Now, let me tell you, there are other scriptures that says that we can't work it up, right? You can't work up salvation. So this word for faith is different than some of the other words that are used for faith. Because this is faith for justification. And then, um, there, if you want other scriptures, Romans 5, 1... Galatians 3, 6, John 1, 12, Philippians 3, 9, and a whole bunch of others. But that's one kind of faith. That's the first step, saving faith. That's not the end. That's the beginning. Then the second kind is the fruit of faith. Galatians 5, 22 says, but the fruit of, of the Spirit is love. That's one fruit. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, patience, and self-control or temperance. That's another word for faith. Now, this is the fruit of faith for transformation. 
That's why we're encouraged. We, to, we read our, the word of God to do what? To transform us into what? To transform us into what? The image of Christ. So that's, that, that is fruit. Fruits are grown. We have something to do with that. We put the word in us. You listen to the word. You sing the word. And out of that, God has the power to cause transformation, which means the living for daily life. Fruit of faith. Then the third kind of faith is called the gift of faith. This is given by the Holy Spirit. And the, the DMC uh, rendition, do you know what that is? That's the Dr. Mary Crum definition. This is the ability to believe for the humanly impossible. Something that you can't do on your own. But it's the, some people have that gift. They can, when you, you know when they got it, they, you, you kind of rest. Because they really do believe it. It's a gift. They don't have to work it up. It's a gift. So what do they do to build it? It's a gift. See, gifts are given. But we all are commanded to have sa get saving faith, to build fruit of faith. And then some people even have a different measure of a gift of faith. Now, if you say, but I, I'm saved, but I, I, do, I, don't, I don't really have uh, enough faith, I don't believe, to believe for God to speak to me. Um, and I'm, I'm really kind of behind on my Bible reading, so, and I'm involved in this and that, so my life's not really, you know, transformed and right with God, and, and I can't hear, uh, and I don't have that gift of faith. I got one for you. Got another one for you. And this one means that you're without excuse. In the book of James, especially, he says, you, some of you talk about your faith. Show me your works. No, 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 no. You're not saved by works. That's true. You're not saved by works. But he says, show me your faith, and I'll show you my works. If you talk about faith without doing anything, it's dead. He did. He said it. It's dead. Dead as a doornail. Dead. Well, that's insulting. Sorry. Don't mean to insult you. Won't inspire you. But the good news is that means that when that we can get out of the boat just like Peter did and walk on the water. Because when Jesus said come, he left the rest of those grumbling, complaining, criticizing apostles in the boat. There's Peter, foolish, 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 foolish. To get out of the boat in a storm, and even a bigger storm came when he was out, and he walked on the water to Jesus. And when they were walking back, he said, he looked at the storm, and we could preach sermons on that. We were good at preaching sermons on what, how Peter failed. But Peter didn't fail. He, didn't, he couldn't deny that there was a storm around him. There's a storm around a lot of it that you can't deny. But it's still no excuse because he said, Lord. And Jesus reached out his hand 
And they walked and got in the boat. Both of them got in the boat together. Now, do you think that all the apostles in that boat cheered? Do you think they all said, well done, so good, oh, hallelujah? Probably they didn't do that. Peter, I told you not to get out of that boat. That's the dumbest thing. You're always jumping out and into, into some kind of trouble. I doubt that God would call us jumping out in some kind of trouble for doing something that God says was what we were just to do. Do you? And I think he used Peter's personality. That was He was a hothead. He was um, quick to jump, quick to do this or that. But God needs some ones that are quick to do, doesn't he? Then he needs some that are stable. But whatever he's given to you, he commands you to hear his voice. God does not give us the scripture like, um, my sheep hear my voice. Are you familiar with that one? We use it a lot of times to get people saved. If you're hearing that small voice, that, that's the, you, you know, you're a sheep, come on in. But when you get in, does that mean that God doesn't talk to you anymore? No. So when we're commanded to listen, we're commanded to look, we're to man, commanded to have a relationship with God, but we have to hear his voice. Yes, but I'm not prophetic. It doesn't say a thing about anybody being prophetic. Do you, do, I'm going to ask you a question again. When you read the word, does God ever show you anything? That he's communicating with you, isn't he? Do you think that he's communicating with you one way, but he's not going to communicate with you another? No, he's going to communicate. Communicate. When he started showing me things, I would say to the Lord, wait a minute, Lord. Let me get my Bible, okay, because I, I wanted to be, you know, it, it was supposed to come when I was reading the Bible. That made it okay. So I, it's, a, it's a wonder I'm 82, isn't it? And I used to be taller than I am now, too. I don't know what that has to do with anything. I just wanted you to know <laughs> that I used to be taller than I am now. But... Things, some things settle. <laughs> but we are commanded to hear his voice through the Holy Spirit, however he does speak it to us. And to get our job done, then we're going to have to hear and give the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. So putting your faith to action, that we call that doing faith, activation faith. That's, that's the fourth kind. And in the book of James, you've got all kinds of scriptures. Uh, the sec just read the whole first chapter and read the whole second chapter. Because he says, I don't know where to start and stop. Let's see. What does it profit a man, my brothers? If someone says he has faith but has no works, can such faith save him? No. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. When we 
have faith in Jesus, we want to do. We want to do. Now, if you're doing just for doing's sake and you're about worn out, you need to rest in Jesus. That's also doing. I'm not going there either. All right. Uh, then verse 22. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So it takes if your faith causes you to have works. I think I've lost some of you. Hang with me. For is the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. You know, there were a lot of times like um, Friday nights when we'd have the school of the Holy Spirit. I say, Lord, I'm tired. You know, I just just let my body go on over there and I, my spirit go over there. My body just wants to sit in this chair, maybe watch a little television. And my body would say, my spirit would say to me, you know, I ain't going anywhere without that body. Because you're not dead. Now get up and go on over there. And sometimes that's the way we talk ourselves out of things. Just like our spirit can get it by osmosis, you know. But, but God is saying that faith without works is dead. Just like your body. If your spirit leaves it, they can put you on ventilators and keep the body functioning at a certain level, but they can't give you life back unless that spirit comes back into you. Amen? All right. All saints, saints, raise up your hand again, can prophesy with doing faith. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter any other thing. You can prophesy with doing faith. Now, that has to do with the four kinds of faith. So when you go to prophesy, when you go to get a word, what do you, what do you have to have? Faith. Okay. Where is your faith? Show me. Where is your faith? Okay. Do you have it? How do you have it? Where is it? All right, well, then show me this. Where does this come from? I can't do this. I, I don't believe this. I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm sure it's wrong somewhere in the Bible for me to do this. Where does that come from? What now? The flesh. Thank you so much. That comes from the flesh. Amen. Did you all see who was brave, bold? There's a new generation. <laughs> okay. Now, that comes from the fre it comes from your head, from your, from your body. Where is your faith? Where does it come from? What generates it? From your spirit man. From your spirit man. So your spirit man responds to the word. Your intellect can respond to the word and should get an agreement with your spirit. So it depends on which one you're going to get in agreement with. The flesh or your spirit? 
How many of you believe that the Spirit says that you can do by faith? Thank you. Keep your hands up. You can do by faith. By faith. Okay. Well, how can I know that if God doesn't sit, speak it to me? How do I know I can hear God if God doesn't say that to me personally? Do you realize how silly that sounds? How do I know I can hear God unless God says it to me? Well, you couldn't hear him if he said it, if you're not going to hear him. I understand that better than some of you or else I've hit a nerve, okay? Have I hit a nerve? Okay. How many of you believe that God says that you can do all things through him? It's possible through him, okay. How many of you believe the word of God? What does the word say about hearing him? My sheep hear my voice. That's just one verse. But on that verse alone, should you try to hear God? This is not a trick. I, I can give you trick questions, but this isn't a trick. I need you to respond. Yes, okay. Then on that, can we begin and agree to not try to talk ourselves out of hearing? Amen. I want you to know this, and, uh, and I'm saying this like this. I am an anointed activator. I have done nothing to get it. I know why I am now. It's to be here to activate other people. Dr. Hope is a teacher and a prophet. She's an anointed activator. She knows a lot about the word. She prophesies a lot, but she hadn't done anything to get it either except to get out of the boat and to do what God has said. So the reason I tell you that I'm anointed for this is because there's nothing prideful about it. Do you think I would come all the way here if it were, if it were about me? Mm -mm, mm -mm. So God wants you to hear his voice. Now, before we do anything else, are there any questions? This is a good time to ask. Okay. Then I'd like for you to put everything up, fold up your paper, your laptops, your, your phones. Put everything up. Dr. Hope, I'd like for you to come, please. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, I want to release the the uh, release prophecy right now. So I'd like for you to prophesy over a couple of people. And uh, so what she's doing is we're stirring up the gift to just release that uh, over you. And then we're going to let you do some of this, all right? Everybody breathe. <sighs> okay. Sometimes I find people, uh, when they get looking like this, it means they're not breathing. <laughs> and, and they're not nervous. They're just petrified, okay? All right. So let's pick a few 
uh, to prophesy over. Pastor, and I'll finish here. My son, I'm in the process of opening some new doors. Um, there's been a, a sadness, even almost a, a slight grieving that has come upon you because of some doors that were closed even over the past six months. But know that I closed those doors. It was not a work of the enemy because I have new doors that I'm ushering you through. And even relationships that I brought to a close, it was literally me bringing those relationships to a close because I'm ushering you into some new places and to even some new networks and even around some new people. For the people that I'm bringing you amongst in this season are people who are going to provoke in you that that has been lying dormant in you, where I'm going to take even that anointing and that gift for teaching and that revelation that comes out of my word, even to a greater level. There are books and volumes of books, and there's even series that are going to come out of you, but I'm putting you around the people in this season who are going to help bring that to life, as opposed to those who have tried to dull it down, like in the past. So know there's a new zeal coming, there's a new excitement coming, and shake off that that grieving for those old relationships and get an anticipation of what I'm about to do next. My son, you are a leader amongst leaders, even at an early age. You are one I have gifted with influence, and I'm going to use you even in the school place to influence others and to bring them unto me. Yes, there is an evangelistic anointing upon you, but there is a prophetic anointing upon you where you have dreams that you have not understood yet, but even as you allow me to continue to open up revelation and insight, you're going to prophesy not only just over young people, but even over adults, and you're going to be one that they will want at the revelation that's going to come out of your mouth even at the age that you are now because you hunger for me and you hunger for my presence and there's a worshiper deep on the inside of you that you have not even gotten to the place of expressing yet but know that even that worshiper is coming forth the song of the Lord will come out of your mouth and I'm going to use you even in the miraculous even at the age you are now so continue to extend your faith for you are one that I have called to walk on the water and to believe me for the miraculous My sister here on the end, can I minister to you? Hallelujah. My daughter, I have broken off the chains of the past. I have broken off things that have tried to tie you to an old identity and even to old places. For there is a deep women's ministry even on the inside of you that your testimony was not for nothing. And it is meant to be shared and is meant to empower even others. So this is a season where I'm shining my light upon you. And you're going to find women coming to you even in the workplace. Women coming to you even in the mall. Women coming to you even in the grocery store. Impart to them. Share with them. Prophesy over them. Lay hands on them. And you're going to see such a, a deep emotional healing begin to take place even in those women for what you went through was not for naught and it is going to be used for my glory and in my kingdom amen thank you dr hope okay now how did she do that she doesn't know them how did she do it faith faith yeah now this time I know you got it. Don't say it. Don't say a word. Let them do it. On the, let's, let, let's see how many of them are going to do it. Okay. Let's just, how does she do that? 
they're still not sure. Tell them again. By what? Faith. The child will lead them. Okay. All right, let's try again. What, how does she do that? Faith. Yeah. She has a gift, but she's l- allowed God to build it. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to say something that people may or may not agree with. How unusual for me to say something that people might not agree with. But I have seen people that are not prophets, but they've chosen to allow themselves to let God use them. They're prophetic apostolic people that can prophesy every bit as good and as accurately as a prophet. Then if they can do that, why does God still have prophets? They don't have all of the authority. They don't have everything that a prophet has. But they have that belief, and they have allowed themselves to be grown, to be grown up. How many of you have gotten words before? I know you have some prophetic teams and all of that here. How many of you have gotten at least one word from God? I want to see your hands and that you know you have, okay? Now, so you know what it's like to get it. Now, so if you're sitting there and you're saying, I haven't. Well, this is so exciting because this is your day. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> How many of you see pictures? Now, keep your hands up if you see pictures. Let me just see you. Okay, now how many of you don't see pictures so much, but you just, it just comes up out of you? Hold up your hand. Okay, keep your hands up so I can, now listen, I'm not that quick, and I'm short. I need you to do it high, and hold it up until I at least sweep over you and see, okay. All right, that's good. All right, now how many of you don't, it doesn't quite bubble up, and you don't see pictures, but you just have a sense of something? All right. Now, which one of those ways is right? Absolutely. You've been taught well. All of them. Whichever way is appropriate for the season. I believe, we believe, we know because we've seen it, that everybody that wants to can hear God in different ways. You, You can use all of those ways. You'll have one or two that may be easier for you, but everybody can do it. All right? Now, with that, you've got all your stuff put up. Now, this is not, this. by the time I count to five, I'm going to ask you, uh, we're going to let you, I'm going to get you in a position so that you don't have to walk, but you can, okay. Is there anyone else who needs to be stationary? All right, everybody else can walk. I would like for you to stand up. I'd like for the gentleman behind you to be your partner. Mr. Green shirt? Yes. I'm so glad you got name tags. I'll have to put on my glasses to see them. Thank you. That's her husband? Oh, I bet he's got a lot of words for you, honey. Okay. (laughs) But she's got some for you, too. All right. So then let's let the woman in front of you or y'all. I tell you what, let's get somebody from over here. Would you come be her partner? Thank you. Good. Okay. Now, I want everybody else, why don't you just get out? Well, no, don't get out yet. Let's let everybody get a partner. I don't care if you know them well, you don't know them at all, or what. 
but get a partner. I'm going to count to five, and I want you to have somebody else. You can move. You don't, you're, not, you know, you're not locked in those seats. You can move if you want to. You might want Mississippi to prophesy. Okay, hold on a second. Whoop, whoop. Hold on. You might want Mississippi. Yes, I think you're right. Thank you, Apostle. Uh, All right. Would, would Tennessee stand over here? Line it up. Okay, we don't have more Tennessee than we do Mississippi, maybe, but I want you where people can get to you, so come on out. You, I don't care if you line up all the way around the building. Are all of y'all from Mississippi? Okay. Spread out. You don't, all of you're not going to be down here, so. Spread out all the way around. Okay, Let, let's, let's bypass, let's move, y'all move down, please, so that we're not up against the music, the instruments. So everybody move this way. Move this way, so that you're not in front of the instruments. Move, move, move. And I hadn't even started counting yet. I have a lot of grace for you today, yes. Because when I do, you're going to have to move faster than that. All right. Good. Now, don't, don't stop in front of the, that. So you stop right here. Keep moving. Y'all stop right there. Right here, sweetie. Move, 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 move. Good. That's great. And stop there. Great. All right. Now, Mississippi, y'all come and start with this lady right here. And don't skip any people. It doesn't matter if it's man, woman, child. Stand in front of them, directly in front. You've got two lines here. Okay. Don't skip anybody. Okay. You better slip over a little bit so the second line can get, okay. Because I see places that they don't have a partner. Slip down one. Slip down one. Slip down one. Okay, come right here, right there. <laughs> Stop, right there, baby, right there, good, okay. Now, who doesn't have a partner? Let me see your hand if you don't have a partner. All right, can you take the person, you, the person next to you, hold, face each other, okay? Y'all face each other, face each other, face each other, and go all the way around like that. Come on. Go, go, go. One, two, three, four, four and a half, four and three quarters. You better hurry up. Jesus is coming. <laughs> All right. Are y'all lined up, paired up? Four and nine tenths. Five. Okay. Does everybody have a partner? Good. All right, now, first of all, we're going to stir up the gifting. First of all, we're going to pray. I want you to get in agreement with this prayer, okay? Now, if you're trying to think of the word you're going to give to them, you don't even know what I'm going to ask you to do, do you? And if you're trying to think of it, what part of your body are you using? The you're using the body, your flesh, okay? Don't do that. That doesn't give you a word, okay? 
Father, I thank you right now. Lord, we thank you. We repent for any fear or unbelief or any judgments that we've had. We repent now and we ask you, Lord, to forgive us. And Father, we thank you that you give good and perfect gifts. Even a good earthly father gives good gifts. And how much more would you give us good gifts? So we thank you that you have commanded us to hear you. And we're part of the body. So let the gifting arise within us in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it now, Father. And now I'm going to pray. I rebuke and rebuke first any spirit that tries to attach any spirit that's not the spirit of God that would come to hinder or to bother or to pervert in any way in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you are greater than or you that is within us than he that is in the world. So we will operate out of fear, Lord. So we thank you now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you that you would release your spirit and prophecy in this room right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for those of you who do speak and uh, pray in tongues, uh, I want you right now to begin to do that. We're stirring up the gifting. Amen. Amen. Good. All right. Now, this is what I'd like for you to do. Ask God what he wants, what is he saying to your partner, and don't say anything, but ask him. When you get, when you feel like you have something, just one word even, hold up your hand. All right, let's ask him out loud. Father, I thank you by your Holy Spirit that you live in me. By Jesus Christ, I'm saved, and I believe your word. Right now, I will receive. A word for my brother or my sister. Thank you, Lord. All right, now, don't think. Look at me. Open your eyes. Hold up your hand if you're willing to open your mouth and speak. Hold up your hand if you're willing to open your mouth and speak. Because if you're not willing to speak, you're not going to get anything. Okay. If you're not going to speak it, let's see. Okay. All right. So I would like, we're going to call you the inner circle and the outer circle. The inner circle are the ones on the inside. Hold up your hand if you're on the inside. And if you're not, you need to get it there. Because if I shift you, you're not going to know if you're inner circle or outer circle. Just get in one line or the other.
Okay, I have one more thing to do before you do anything else. Father, I thank you now, Lord, we rebuke in your name the spirit of religion and the, the, the witchcraft and the religious spirits that are over this region. And we say that we'll not be controlled by them, but we believe and operate in the spirit of the Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I would like for the people on the inner circle to look at your partner, okay, and give them one word. It can be whatever word, just whatever comes up, just say that to the inner circle, say it to the outer circle, whatever word comes up, okay, just one word or two, one phrase, don't, don't go into long prophecy. Now, hold on. Everybody stop. For the sake of the activation, I want you to do exactly what I'm saying, all right? Some of you could go into a long flow, and it's harder for you to just give one word. So I want you to give, the, give them one word in a circle to the outer circle. One word. Okay? Now, outer circle to the inner circle, one word. One word, come on. One single word. One single word. Now, for those of you who used to prophesy in a flow, that, that's a difficult thing for you to do. <laughs> but just do that, please. Good. Okay. Now, did both, both of you give one word? Okay. By the way, if Dr. Hope, of course, Apostle Talbot, or if, if I tell you to do something, then go ahead and do what we're saying. If, the, if they come, if any of us come to you, don't stop. We're just checking and listening. So just keep go doing whatever you're doing, when it, whatever's been instructed, okay? Okay. Now, I would like for the inner circle again. Every, both of you, but I want the inner circle to, to do, go first. Ask God to give you a picture of anything. Just give you a picture. When you get a picture of anything, don't know what it means, just get a picture, then hold up your hand. Hi. I'm, I'm down here, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, who does, now take your hands down. Now, who did not get a picture? Hold up your hands. Who's not going to hold up your hands? You don't care. You're not holding up that hand, period. Okay. Then for those who got a picture, I'm going to ask you to do something. For those who did not, I'm going to give you a picture. There is a building that has chairs in it, and it's empty. And your partner is looking at the building. Is everybody, can you see that? Everybody can see that? All right. Now, for those who didn't get a picture, I want you to prophesy, or say, speak, 
to your partner what it is that that means. And then for those who did get a picture, then you can say to your partner what that means. Now, um, let's have the inner circle go first. Give the picture and what it means. And stop. Now, the, uh, the outer circle, you say, but I'm not finished. It's okay. The inner circle, I mean, outer circle, tell them the picture and then tell them what it means. had a singer to come and that would run from me, <laughs> standing on the chairs to keep from relinquishing the microphone. I don't turn it loose. <laughs> Just call me Bulldog Crumb. Okay. Bulldog Crumb. And I'm saying that not necessarily just to you, but to everybody. Okay. The word I received was that uh, was power. It was given to you, right? And the word that was given unto me was power. And that God wants to release more power through me. Amen. Great. I believe that's the word of God. What did you What did you get? What word did you receive? What did He give you? Uh, I'm gonna think about it. <laughs> no, don't think about it. <laughs> um, what did He tell you? Um. Greatness was the first word, and after the picture was that God was going to do new things or do something fresh and new for. Do you believe that? I believe that it's happening now. All right. Now tell me what you got. What was given to you? Oh. <laughs> um, he, he said that um, God is doing something new in my life, which he is. I'm actually transitioning from my job to a Okay, now don't tell us anything else because okay. we're not through prophesying today. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so that's what he told. Okay. How about y'all? How did you do? Um, I know that, the, that you were, uh, you, you were so pretty. Thank, Thank you. you. 
but uh, I know that you gave her a word first. Um, uh, security. Uh, God had um, was sharing with me that uh, she was seeking him for security and also to bind up uh, the spirit of jealousy and not to be distracted by it. That's good. Do you receive that as a word? Amen. Good. All right, how about here? Which one of you want to volunteer to go? You do, don't you? <laughs> uh, I saw a picture, the picture that you sent us. I saw a picture of a sister, and I told her that God was going to use us as a great influence. I told her that I saw a picture of a school, and I told her that God was going to use her to be a great influence to the students there, that he was going to put his word in her mouth, and he's going to use that to draw the other students to him. Good. How many of you saw the building as a school? Hold up your hand if you saw the building or, this, or if you received a word that it was a school. Who else? Okay. How about a church? Anybody receive that word? Did anybody give the word but you weren't sure what the building was? Okay. But you still had something. Okay. Good. All right. Anybody else? All right. Who else wants to give me what they got? Who doesn't want to give me what they got? Hold up your hand if you don't want to give me what you received. All right, I was just seeing if you'd do it. You don't, you, you, okay. Good. Now I want you to, same partner. Let's demonstrate this. Who wants to do a demonstration? Who does not want to do a demonstration? Who wants to operate like Jesus wants you to? Now I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> Jesus, did you write that down? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now who wants to do a demonstration? Thank you very much. Okay. All right, let's have this lady right here on the end and this lady right here. Okay, come forward. Okay. Now, face each other because we're just going to demonstrate what we're doing, all right? Okay. I'm going to let you get from God whatever you want to, however you want to, and then give it to your partner. Okay? Ask God whatever you want to ask him. All right? Ready? Anything. Anyway, okay, ready? Okay, we're going to get ready. Okay. okay. Hear the word of the Lord. I have called you for such a time as this to the kingdom of God. Now, let me tell you. That now, when I tell any one of you anything, that's, that means everybody should be listening because if one does it, that means several of you do it, okay? We're not going to use the things like we're used to using like hear the word of the Lord. You're going to hear the word of the Lord. You ready? Right. So, so that's kind of what we call a filler. Mm -hmm. And they're real hard to break. Yes. And I had one that I'm not going to tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. Because every time I do, then I do it and do it and do it. And I want to break it. So just start. Okay. You can say daughter or just, just start. It is your time to receive from the Lord. It doesn't matter if fear come, God is calling you now to believe and step out on what he's given you. Now let's, that's good. I believe that's God's word. Now let's change it up a little bit. 
let's say it as if God is saying it. That means that you're not going to say, God, he, but you're just going to say, daughter, this is your time, or whatever the word is. And instead of saying, God wants you to, say, I, just like God is saying it. All right? Daughter, trust God. God doesn't say, daughter, trust God. He's saying, daughter, trust me. Okay. We know it's not you. Everybody clear on that? Okay. It's so hard to break that habit. Okay. Daughter. Another thing. When God's saying something, here's how he says it. You will. But what if they don't? He never said that. He said, when you, he said, Moses, Abraham, David, a lot of them. You will uh, kill your, but he said to uh, Gideon, who was hiding in the wine press because he was scared. He comes in and says, mighty man of God. He didn't say, you snivering, wimpy, foolish man. No, because God speaks to the potential God doesn't speak to what it is necessarily. He might, but he speaks their potential to them because when he speaks it in creation, was there anything before he spoke? Did he speak what it wasn't? He spoke what it was. So we're going to get used to saying what God is saying. That's the potential. All right? That will help you. Yeah. Daughter? I told you what to do, so go ahead and do it. Step out in faith. No, see, that sounds like you're fussing at her. See? <laughs> Just say, you will step out in faith. You will step out in faith and trust me. I have called you, your minds. Tell you what, let's do this. And listen, because when I stop, you're going to pick up on the last part of it. And don't worry about them. They're all praying for you. They're so glad it's not them. Okay? Okay. I want you to say, before the day is over, I will prophesy in a flow. And I mean it. All right. Okay. So because when they do this, then you're going to see what to do, okay? All right. I'm, when I stop, I want you to pick up on the last thing I say and continue. Daughter, I have called you. I've had a call on your life before you were even formed. There have been many places that you've been trained to go. You've been groomed in many ways. But I'm causing even some things that you were groomed to be and groomed to do to begin to take a different form and a different uh a different action to them. And there's, because of that, there's some uncomfortable feelings going on. But I'm causing even a great boldness. You've been bold in some areas. The Lord says, I'm going to use that same boldness now to demonstrate his power. So walk in it. No fear. And know that I'm with you. 
All right, good. All right, good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.